All right, what is going on, comic book movie fans? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema, and today I am joined by three really awesome guests. Darren Michael has been on the show a couple times before in the past. This is the first time that we've been joined by Mr. Calvin. Calvin's my cousin. He lives in California. Uh, him and I don't really get to see each other very often because I'm always traveling, and he lives about two to 3,000 miles away, give or take. And this is Angelo. This is another brand new guest to the show. Uh, him and I met on TikTok a few weeks back. He puts out some really cool content on there, so you guys make sure you check him out. I think we're going to get straight into things, guys. This is our review for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think it's really interesting because when I saw this movie a couple days back, I was just blown away, like utterly blown away. And for me, there was no question that it was going to be in my top 10, like certainly. But as the days came rolling by, I noticed on social media, various forms of social media, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, there was a lot of people that did not love this film. And there were some people that thought it was bad, which was shocking to me. I guess we can start things off with that. What did you guys like overall? We're not saying like, you know, review the, the movie in a summary or anything like that. We're just asking, did you like the movie? Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, you said it was in your top 10. And for me, I was like, I don't know if it's in my top 10. So I had a conversation with my wife. I went through and I actually like, made a top 10 and it actually, it, it hits the top 10. There's a lot of movies that are good, but not good enough to be in the top 10. And I think this Dr. Strange movie definitely is good enough to be in the top 10. That's how I feel. How do you feel, Mr. Calvin? I enjoyed it. I mean, I thought it was really cool that they kind of incorporated the, the what if series a little bit in there and they incorporated, you know, some some of the people that we've seen you know a long time ago like the uh, from the x-men series and then they kind of snuck in the uh fantastic four a little bit i forgot that actor's name john but, krasinski yeah yeah so i enjoyed it a lot and i you know i've always i've liked dr strange a little bit so yeah what say you darren I would, I'm okay, yeah, I can. Uh, well, I actually just saw it around. Uh, I went to the noon showing, uh, noon Eastern time here in uh, Ohio. So I saw it today. Uh, it, you know, there's a lot to take in with this one. Uh, there's a lot happening, a lot going on. Um, it's going to stretch into so many of the other films and uh, aspects of the MCU, I'm sure. I get some of the people's, like, uh, how it's kind of split down the middle or it seems to be uh, amongst fans, uh, whether or not they liked it or, you know, they hated it. I definitely did not hate it. I liked it a lot. I just, I'm not sure where I would place it yet because I'm going to have to go back and watch it a couple more times. Uh, it's definitely up there. It's, it was such a wild ride. Um, Sam Raimi kills it. Like you see the directional style and everything that we've known uh, and grown up loving Sam Raimi watching him do those things. So yeah, I just, re I really enjoyed it overall. It was a, uh, it was really cool to see an MCU horror flick. So yeah. yeah, that was my big thing. Like the narrative seems to be the people that did not like the film were let down because their hype was built up so much. And at the end of the day, the film didn't live up to the hype for them. I agree with that sentiment. I feel like there was a lot of hype behind the film 
And yeah, sure, they probably could have. We we probably could have done without them putting Professor X and especially Captain Carter's shield in the trailer. Like, why would you do that? You know, why would you? What's yep. the purpose of that? Of giving those surprises away? Like, because at that point, you're building people's expectations. You're making them think, okay, that could just be the tip of the iceberg. What else are we going to see? You know, are we going to see Hugh Jackman come back as Wolverine? You know, Deadpool, is he going to pop in there? So I feel like that's the sentiment or the narrative from the people that did not love the film, but I absolutely loved it. Exactly what you're saying, Darren. I'm a big Raimi fan. And, you know, we, we've talked about Raimi on this show before with Dark Man, you know, the original Spider-Man trilogy, Evil Dead. He's done some really great horror films that have their own flair to them. And you could definitely see that style coming across big time in this movie. I mean, there was a lot of elements that reminded me. I, it made me feel like I was having a flashback to Evil Dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was great. And, and the little bit of horror that we got was so unique and different and unexpected. And how Wanda brutally murders the the brief. We get the brief cameo of the Illuminati and she just wipes them out like they're chumps, basically. <laughs> Yeah, that was insane. And, and that, that like, was unexpected. I love it. She's taunting them. Like, she's like, uh, is your wife still alive to read Richards? And he's like, yeah. And yeah. like, well, good. somebody's going to be able to take care of your kids. And then she just turns them into spaghetti. Oh, wow. <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. I guess we could break it down with characters. We'll start off with Wong. I thought Wong did a good job and stepped it up a lot. Uh, he was always kind of like more or less the sidekick, but I think in this film he kind of grew into his own, just like Falcon, for instance. Falcon in Captain America Civil War was more like, okay, that's that's the sidekick, but now he's kind of grown into his own and we know more about him as a character and what he can do when he really starts fighting and using his powers and wings. He doesn't really have powers, but... Same thing for Wong. You know, he really got to stand out. He pulled out the, the energy sword and did some really cool stuff, I thought. I actually thought Wong was going to die in this. I thought there was they were going to transition Strange back into Sorcerer Supreme. So to see him make it through, it means that they have to have huge plans for Wong going forward in the future, which is really Absolutely. cool. Everyone in the theater was like, what? When he, when he fell off the mountain? Yeah, like you're saying, and then you know it was revealed later that he caught himself, but <laughs> that was pretty crazy. I, I feel like Disney let uh Raimi just do what he want for the most part on this one because he's such a you know renowned uh, director and everything. So they're like, we're we're in good hands if he's running the show, and uh, he did a great job. I love you know all the the we saw a lot more of the magic powers, which is great, and also uh, just how and back to him and to Wong. I think the characterizations and not just Wong, but uh, all the major players. Like we got a lot more backstory with all of them. Learned a lot more about them, and the Scarlet Witch is one of the coolest MCU villains ever. Absolutely, she and that's that's what I wanted to get to. I think she killed it. She stole the show. Her performance was just mind boggling. I had my suspicions that she was going to be the main villain going into this. I think we all did. But some people were kind of taken back by that. That's another thing. Like after the, the, the journey that she went through in WandaVision, everyone was kind of thinking, okay, but now she's changed. But don't forget at the end of that WandaVision show, post credit stinger was her reading the dark home, man. I thought she did an excellent job. Her and Raimi were excellent pairing and yeah, she killed it. 
that bit when she was uh, day walking. Is that what they called it? When she was yeah, dream walking, I think. Yeah. Dream, dream walking. walking. When she was taking control of that other Wanda on the, on the alternate universe and chasing after them like barefoot in the glass, that was scary, man. And then when she popped out of the mirror dimension, like, oh, yeah. exorcist, that was yeah. nuts. Very much uh, Evil Dead vibes on that. Oh, yeah. But it, one, one thing for me was I was so surprised that they made her the villain like right away. I thought they were going to kind of hold off a little bit longer before they show that she was the – the big bad and that was like that scene in general with the whole how she changes all the trees and they all die and how cool that looks like there's a lot of good colors in this movie mm -hmm. like uh when she kills uh professor x and it's all white there's an all white background you see that red mist creep up i thought that was really cool the way that looked that was kind of surprising and i think one thing that this film suffered from was the time the length of the film it really could have benefited from an additional 30 minutes. I, I really do. And, and supposedly that's a rumor that's going around that they, the director was forced to shave off 30 minutes right before it came out or something along those lines. I do think that they could have played with the multiverse concept a little more. Yeah. I expected that, but just because I didn't get it, didn't make me not like the film. You know, I still thought it was an absolutely great film, but yeah, it would have been so fun just for a brief 45 second, one minute scene where they went to an alternate multiverse and they saw like the old school fantastic four and ghost rider or something crazy like that, you know, or even the old school blade with Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. I thought something like that would have been fun, uh, but we didn't get it. And like I said, that's fine. But, and just like you're talking about, they could have played with like revealing her right away as the main villain. You know, they could have just let that play out just a little bit longer, you know, or maybe Wanda trying to work with Doctor Strange for a bit. Yeah, it could have definitely benefited from being a little bit longer, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, a multiverse movie could go on for five hours, honestly. <laughs> I'd, probably watch, I'd probably watch the whole thing. You're right. You don't want to get too carried away. But, but there's just so many things that they could have done. I feel like they only visited two multiverse, and it's I maybe I just expected more of them, you know, especially when they're floating through and you see this paint universe and this cartoon universe and you see the dinosaurs in the background i'm like yeah yeah go to go to one of those i want to see one of those yeah i want to yeah. see jurassic strange <laughs> yeah yeah i really thought that scene where wanda came to attack the comertage was so brilliant and so well executed it, it harkened back to her time from avengers 2 age of ultron when she was whispering in Tony's ear and doing the weird mm -hmm. spell fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they brought that back. I, I absolutely loved it. And the way that she just got into that one guy's head, the weakest link, you know, and then that caused a, just a cataclysm. The, the way that whole scene was done. I loved it. Yeah. That was a, that was a good scene. That was excellent. Especially how you thought that she was trapped. Like they had her trapped and that <laughs> whole turn on how she was able to, come out of the reflections and then when she comes out of like the gong and she's like twisting her body that was that was pretty that was scary that was honestly scary that was some more Raimi stuff right there too oh, yeah, that whole like sure. contorted body and yeah that was great um I really enjoyed that scene too for me the best part was like the build-up when you know Wong's telling uh all the other uh wizards like this is one of the most powerful be you know beings and finally acknowledging how 
strong the uh, Scarlet Witch was in the comics. You know, when she first appeared in the MCU, she was very like kind of she didn't know who she was or anything like that. So I think that character's evolved very well over the years and the move throughout the movies too, to where we finally see what she was in the comics, which is a big deal. And the costume was really great. So, always fun to see her flying in air too. So I'm just threatening. <laughs> She's finally got that headgear, man. Oh yeah. I like it. I'm a fan. I love it. At first, when she came out of that puddle, I didn't realize she was coming out of a reflection. And then the, then she was coming out of other stuff, too. And I was, yeah. I, I thought she was done when she went into the mirror dimension. But, yeah. yeah. I like how they kind of made it, you know, the, you could kind of see why she's turning into the villain. I mean, you know, it doesn't excuse what she was doing. But you could see that she really, she just wanted to get back with her family. And she was willing to do anything to get, get that accomplished, you know doesn't matter who she ends up killing that's sam raimi's mo the uh sympathetic villain and somehow in this movie he managed to pull off a hybrid in my opinion she's definitely a sympathetic villain she definitely has great motivations like you're talking about calvin but she also has elements of i just want to see the world burn type villain as well like a joker or like uh you know take your pick a Magneto maybe, but Magneto is also slightly sympathetic in some of the films. I mean, he's Dr. Doom type, you know, like this is, I mean, she was gung ho. She was hardcore. Let's talk just a little bit about that Illuminati scene. That was something that I was looking forward to a lot. And I was very shocked that they was able to keep the Krasinski thing under wraps, Yeah, but they did, they pulled it off somehow, you know, Captain Carter, that was really cool to see her in the film. That was one of my least favorite what if episodes, but it was still really cool to see the live action form of Captain Carter. It was it was neat. Also, the Monica Rambeau version of Captain Marvel. That was kind of cool. Black Bolt coming back from the terrible TV show that I've actually never watched, but I think you might have watched it, right, Darren? Did you ever nope. watch that in humans? I never no. did. I tried the first episode, got 20 minutes in. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I quit Shield after uh, season one. They're lucky I went that far. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I stuck with Shield a little bit, uh, probably no, three or four seasons, but it was it was rough. It was yeah, bad. That's ABC for you. But <laughs> exactly. But man, I don't know. Like I, I absolutely love the Illuminati bit. Charles pulling up in the wheelchair from the animated series. I mean, where are you at, yeah, Darren? The I know you're excited. And the music playing. Oh yeah. I know the theme yeah, song and everything. So cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that scene a lot, too. I was really absolutely shocked to see Krasinski after all the buildup and hype. I was like, there's no way he's ever going to be uh, Reed Richards. But my question is, so does this mean, like, in the 616 uh, you, uh, version, does that mean Krasinski is going to be playing him or not? It, that's kind of weird. Like, That's I'm, an absolutely great question, and none of us know the answer to that. Because no way. They, they, they killed him off so quickly in that. Like you would have, he's supposed to be so smart. You think that they would have had him last a little bit longer with her, figure out a way to maybe make the fight last a little bit longer. I just think it's just that was like fan service. Everybody wanted Krasinski and they, they it decided, could be, but it may not be because then John Watts gets cut like a week before, uh, from being the director of Fantastic Four. And we all know that Krasinski's a very, uh, well known uh, director now, too. So true. that is exactly what I was about to say, Darren. I think, and this is a theory, and I can also see what Angelo's talking about too. 
Yeah, made, no, yeah, for, for sure. They made Krasinski look like a jobber, a wrestling term, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the guy that gets beat up every week. They basically turned him into a jobber. He got his butt handed to him first out of all, even before Captain Carter, which was a bit ridiculous, but we'll talk about that later. So they basically made a mockery of our John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic. But what you just said, though, Darren, is a very high possibility. Marvel absolutely yeah. loves John Watts. He has delivered to them the three most wonderful, I mean, debatable whether or not it's the best Spider-Man. I mean, it's definitely the best Spider-Man trilogy as a whole, but maybe not the best Spider-Man movies, but he delivered a great trilogy to them. And this is what my theory is. I think that they said, hey, John Watts, we know we had you in place to direct Fantastic Four. How about we pull you out? Because uh, the, the only reason that Krasinski will agree to come in with his wife and play Mr. Fantastic is if he gets to direct. He wants to direct. So we'll pull you out and give you Avengers, the next Avengers film, because they had to give him some type of incentive, right? Like, this is a maybe director they love. Secret, maybe they'll have him do Secret Wars. Is yeah, that well, and Secret Wars seems to be coming, so yeah, for sure. Well, we have the oh, it's I'm sorry, it's Secret Invasion is the name of the Disney Plus show. Okay. And I also wonder how epic they're going to go with that. Is it just going to be like a Nick Fury and Scroll type story, or is it going to be like the next Civil War type event? I'm looking forward to it either way. Yeah, we just don't know what Disney's doing. They're they're just toying with us either way when it comes to Krasinski, and we won't know what's happening until it happens. Yep. That's just True. the way it is. <laughs> yeah, that movie's still a ways away. So it's gonna be a minute before we even they even announce the cast or anything like that, or we get yeah. the first trailer. I mean, crap. <laughs> we we didn't get the first trailer to Thor, uh Thor 4 until what a month and a half before the film comes out. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so we could talk a little bit about America Chavez. I thought that the actress did a good job. Her powers looked cool on screen. I thought they translated well. And her story in the movie was really well done. This kind of leads me a bit to the ending, which I loved, guys. I think this is, this is the first time in a while that I've seen a Marvel movie that really just tugged on my heartstrings so much at the end. When, when she found out, like, well, basically when she was shown what a monster she had become. And you could see it in her eyes when she realized that, like, you know, she turned into, you know, I'll get you, my pretty. Like, that's what kind of witch she turned into in this film. And you just, she conveyed that emotion so well, just telling that story with her eyes and her facial expression. And right away, you knew, like, and it hurt me. I don't know, like, why it got to me so much. <laughs> Maybe it was just that time of the month for me, guys. But anyway, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I absolutely love the ending. And that's what, for me, push this movie from being a 7.5 or an 8 to a 9 cuz that's where I got it. Do you think Wanda's dead? Absolutely not. Yeah, me neither. When the uh thing was crumbling down, you saw that flash of red. Yep. So it's almost like she just got out of there and Yeah. Who knows who knows what's next for her really? I'm actually surprised we didn't see Vision in this at some point. Mhm. Mm and not not the white vision, just regular vision in a different universe, or even Paul Bettany, just not as vision, just in another universe. I thought, you know, when she was moving around, we would have seen him at some point. But, you know, who knows what's next for him? Yeah, you never saw her husband in uh, the other uh, universe there in where there's the nice Wanda with the kids. Right, and, right. Uh, you never see her husband, though. But she still has her powers, too. 
Yeah. yeah um, that surprised me. I thought that that would be included with the kids, like the whole family package, but mm -hmm. maybe he was busy doing something else. Yeah. Chewing some gum or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but ba back to your, uh, yeah, I liked America Chavez, uh, her character too, even though she was pretty much just a plot device for the whole movie. And that's yeah. what Scarlet Witch is after. She did a great job as a plot device. Thought her uh, characterization, uh, the actresses, I, I forget, it, I can't say her first name, I looked it up earlier. Uh, I thought it was a, uh, pretty accurate to the comics, except in the comics, America Chavez was had a lot more confidence and would definitely fight back. But maybe that's just because we're seeing her evolve into that, so... Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed her character actually. I thought I'd be annoyed. Um, you know, that all we always have now, these Marvel characters have these little or loud kids with them all the time that look up to them running around. It's like, ah, every movie, huh? But uh, it wasn't too bad. No, I liked her. I agree. The young Avengers are coming at yeah. some point. Oh, yeah. So that's, I mean, she's going to obviously be a part of that as well. So I thought she was pretty cool. I liked the actress a lot. And it's kind of hard to, put a brand new character like that into a movie yeah. and, and develop that character quickly like that. And again, it's just a, a testament to Sam Raimi again, just being able to how good of a director he is, how well he's able to tell a story. You brought up Raimi again. And I, I just got to say this before we end this discussion, that bit where Charles Xavier goes into the mind of the uh, Wanda, the alternate Wanda trying to help her out of the rubble. I loved that. That was so terrifying. And it's the way, like the camera angles and, and, and the sound effects or the music that Raimi uses that just makes it so, I mean, I love that bit. I absolutely loved it. You know, the fact that Scarlet Witch was able to take over uh, Charles Xavier's brain and make him snap yeah. his own neck, that was, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, so you're more of a comic guy, right, Darren? Yeah, to a degree, yeah. I'm, uh, I so read. how, like, in the comics, is that something that would just be accepted and feasible that Scarlet Witch could just own Charles Xavier like that? Or So J uh, Jared uh, from the M6P uh, would actually be a better uh, – uh, he would know probably – I'm sure there's a storyline where the Scarlet Witch was able to put a hex on Xavier. I can't think of one immediately offhand. No, I think most comic book fans will think, oh, that's pretty cool that whole sequence. I think they would like that. I think that for the most part, comic book fans would like a lot of the aspects of this movie because it was very true. Like just the whole, st it was mainly the stylization, Raimi, how he does it, but he grew up loving comics and reading them too. So I'm sure that yep. helps with the directional style and the cinematography. I felt like I was watching a comic book, you know, Bruce Campbell. That's it. I wish I would have oh. saw him as Dr. Strange, an ultimate alternate version of Dr. Strange. I think that would have been really cool. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, I think that there were some people that were disappointed by the, the Bruce Campbell cameo, including myself. I think it could have been a little more clever and well-placed, but it was kind of a harken back to Evil Dead with him losing control of his hand yeah. and you know, yeah. he's punching himself. So I was okay with it. You know, He's hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, when, you get, when you get to the end credits like that all the way at the end, and <laughs> they, do, they do that stuff and you're like, man, I can't believe I waited. I was like, I'm so glad I waited for this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I funny. laughed pretty good for that, that little. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> that made me laugh pretty good. There. Yeah. Like you said, it was a little disappointing to me, but at the same time, I got a laugh out of it, so I was satisfied. So I actually knew that there was a mid-credit uh, scene and a post-credit scene, uh, but yeah. I, did not, I didn't stay in a the theater, so I, I was just – I had to get home and get some things done before this, but uh, I knew I'd find it on YouTube, so I found a YouTube uh, – 
video where they had some kids in the theater who had clipped together both of those. And like after the it's over uh, scene, all I heard is he's like, no, Deadpool. He just started screaming about Deadpool. Was Deadpool supposed to be in this? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Somebody else, I posted a TikTok about it and somebody else said the same thing. And I was like, wow, I did not know that he was even supposed to show up. That would have been too random. Right. That just would have made sense. While we're oh, on the we topic talk about, of... Uh, Char- oh, sorry. Uh, Charlize Theron? Yeah. While we're on the topic of that, let's talk a little bit about that post credit scene. Like, yeah. in the comics, that's Clea, right? And that's mm-hmm. a love interest of Doctor Strange. They kind of get into mischief together. She's also got ties to the... Uh, is it the Dark Dimension? Uh, where yeah. Dormammu is? Yeah, I think yeah. so. She's got ties to Dor- yeah. Dormammu. I think that's her uh, uncle or something yeah. like that, yep. which is crazy. I'm intrigued. You know, I'm not yeah. a huge Char- Charlie's Theron fan, but she is a great actress. We'll see what happens with it. I think that it could be interesting to see. That's probably going to be a, a Doctor Strange Part Three thing. I would imagine she could also be evil. You know, they could they could change it around, and make her evil too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Strange has the Eye of Agamotto now, so where he's partnered up, you know, and. <sighs> Uh, yeah, that was kind of weird to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, one more thing that I do want to talk about. It's it's a uh, a con for me in the mo- the movie. One of my things that I didn't like. I wasn't a big fan of the fight between Evil Strange and Good Strange. Me neither. I thought that was super weird. <laughs> yeah, like the musical I, notes. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, was I get weird. What, I get what they were doing, but yeah. you had so much potential there. You know, like that's that is my favorite what if episode. Evil Doctor Strange. Yeah, when, when Doctor Strange lost his heart, whatever they named the episode, and man, there was just so much potential there to see a really awesome fight, and they give us this musical note fight. Come on, Marvel, are you serious? It, it yeah. kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. So I'm like, <laughs> looking around, I'm like, is this is this really happening? What is like, happening? Yeah, time to go get popcorn. Um, <laughs> yeah, how Seeing Strange possesses the uh, dead Defender Strange. Uh, yeah, that was, cool. that was pretty, yeah, that was pretty cool and yeah, always fun. A lot of fun stuff in this one. I like them bringing in that goblet from the first Strange movie. I remember when he oh, kind of picks that goblet up and he's about to hit the guy and the guy's like, you don't know what that does, do you? And then they finally <laughs> brought the that that goblet and they brought a, the candle to it and it was some kind of awesome flamethrower. I forgot what that thing was called, but yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Maybe I'm drawing a blank on that part, but I totally forget. Uh, Christine grabs it, and uh, that's like when the when the souls were like coming out of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And that's yep. the one uh, Tony Stark bumps into in, in Infinity War when he's like they're first getting and Ruffalo's he warning him of the, yeah. Without further ado, guys, if you had to rate this film on a scale from zero to ten, obviously zero being awful and 10 being perfect what would you give it i guess i could start off since i already gave it earlier yeah go ahead i gave this film a nine i i think that it it is so well done it's not the most epic team up ever but you get a lot of surprises here you know we got the krasinski and we got all the uh illuminati which was phenomenal to me that whole scene i mean some people had a problem with how she brutally murdered them but I think that's the I beauty of yeah. I think that's the beauty of having a multiverse. You can do stuff like that, you know. Now, I mean, seeing people get, and I was honestly shocked—not just at the horror aspects, but how bloody and violent they got for a PG-13 Marvel film. I mean, this was—it was pretty great to me. I honestly love it. 
that doesn't mean that I'm going to let my daughter see this movie when she's five or six. Right. But I, I thought it was so well done. Very emotional. Like I said earlier, the first time I felt emotion like this in a while with a Marvel movie and the action was great. I've, I recently posted a TikTok video that's got a lot of people talking. Uh, well, all 700 of my followers. <laughs> but yeah. as far as if I had to take Spider-Man, No Way Home, and this movie, I think Doctor Strange 2 is, is better. And that's a controversial opinion, but that's how I feel. So I give it a 9. What did you guys think? Um, so it's hard for me to give a, a really good accurate score because, again, I want to watch it a few more times. But right off the bat, 8, 5. I'll go 8.5. I'll leave it there. Um, it's pretty high for you. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I mean, I'm a, like, I'm a horror fan and a Raimi fan, too. So I really am comics. So a lot of stuff, you know, triggering all the good stuff, melatonin in the brain and whatnot watching this. But uh, it def- there are certainly some things that I had some issues with but it's when i think about it, it's mainly nitpicking where if i could place it higher than spider-man no way uh, home or vice versa i really couldn't decide that yet i liked it i enjoyed it it's a great movie it's a lot different than the other uh, mcu uh, stuff and i think that's why it's kind of appealing to a lot of people not appealing to a lot of people but that's why i like stuff uh, to be or the way i like it so yeah i enjoyed it uh, originally i gave it a seven and as you know the hours went by I've kind of thought more about it, and I, I would probably say I, I'd give it an eight. I, I, I think the colors were vibrant. You know, the direction the movie went and how fast it picked up right away was good. The way they can add the new character in and be able to tell that story without hindering Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange grows in the movie. You even get some growth from Christine, even though it's not our Christine, which I thought was pretty cool. There's a lot of good character development in this, and the action scenes were just phenomenal we didn't even really talk about how he fights uh what is it gargantos in the middle of new york that was awesome and that was definitely Raimi the way he spread open the eyeball and you know yeah. took the eyeball right out like that's totally a Raimi move but yeah I, I definitely uh there's a lot of things i liked about it a couple things i didn't like but i can't put it as far as a nine because there's a lot of marvel movies i think i like more than that as for spider-man no way home to multiverse of madness I think I got to go no way home. That's that's the popular opinion, it seems like. What do you think, Calvin? I think I'd also give it about an eight and a half. I don't know. I don't think it was quite, you know, quite as good as some of the some of the other Marvel movies that I've seen recently. But I do like the way that they kind of have this villain that you can kind of see what they're thinking about or exactly why they're going down this dark path. And then the way that at the end she kind of sees the errors of her ways and she's like oh wow i'm like horrifying the people that i'm trying to be with now i gotta change how i'm acting you know so i, I like that a lot but you know and then there was a lot of other good you know laughs and little tips of the hat to other shows that they had i really like the way they brought in uh the what if a little bit and the way that dr strange fought dr strange at that one point kind of <laughs> reminded me of uh you know what if what if he lost his heart and not his not his hands you know Thank you so much for joining me for this uh, episode, discussion and review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, By the way, does anybody have anything they want to plug? I know the two guys at the bottom definitely do. (laughs) Hit me up, Darren. What you you got, man? Uh, Yeah, so uh, I co-host a show uh, for the M6P, a couple of uh, M6P shows. I also help manage uh, the online stuff and everything with um, 
my buddy Jared Mayo, who's also or actually uh, been on the show uh, a few times as well. Jonathan's been on our sh- a couple of our shows or a few. <laughs> uh, so definitely that. And then uh, have a new like uh, project kind of we I've been working on. It's called Five O'clock Collectibles. We're on Facebook and YouTube. Um, slow process, but we're getting it rolling. So. And they can find M6P on YouTube. You can look at M6P or the M6P. The M6P.com, yeah. And check out the Marvelous box. Uh, we You basically get uh, $100 worth of books for uh, 30 bucks every uh, quarter. Um, and they're great trade paperbacks. So uh, that's one of our uh, deals too. How about you, Mr. Angelo? Well, I just kind of recently started on TikTok, but I had a had a YouTube channel for about a year and uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Pasquinelli's Point, you know, basically my last name. And we just talk. It's basically me. Every once in a while I have people on, but I talk sports, comic books, movies. I mean, I just right. I, I'm, a you know, jack of all trades, master of none, I guess, really. <laughs> so I, uh, I I like a little bit of everything, you know, so same there's you know that's the that's the what i like to talk about like i said at the beginning if you're doing what you love i guess it, it you know doesn't really matter so yeah check me out on that stuff you know if there's anything you're uh, interested in contact me on there take care well guys thank you so much for joining me and until next time see you around